Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast, Early Mornings, Late Nights, Learning Together How to Pray Effectively. My name is Deacon Glenn. Together with my son AJ, we will learn together in order to become effective and efficient in our prayer lives through study of the scriptures, discussions of relative topics, and engage in interviews with ordinary, everyday individuals. Let's begin our journey together. Okay, so here we go. Early mornings, late nights, another episode. AJ, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You sound ready. You sound ready. So (laughs) early mornings, late nights, we are not going to make the same mistake that we have made several times on our podcast. That's right. This time we won't make that mistake. Right, AJ? That's right. That's okay, right. So exactly. we have a podcast on prayer and frequently we start our podcasts without praying, but not this time, <laughs> not this time. We're going to start by praying. Father, we thank you that you are here with us tonight. Actually, it's tonight right. here, it might be in the afternoon when you listen to this or the morning, whenever it is, Lord, we know that you are here with us. And we thank you for helping us, Lord, as we conduct this podcast. We thank you that the truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ will come forward and that we would learn about you, learn about prayer and be enriched in our lives. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is a different podcast. Normally in our podcast, we just pick a topic and we have some teaching and I teach and a, a jamu mumbles in the background sometimes. <laughs> but this That's time, me. this time we have some guest speakers. We have uh, Terrence and Anita Hawthorne. Give it up for Terrence and Anita. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. We are so good. <laughs> so happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you for, thank you for coming. So Terrence and Anita are good friends of mine from uh, our church, and they're uh, two young people that are just starting the journey of life. And we just wanted to talk to them to uh, find out from them, you know, how they uh, interact uh, uh, being Christians with their busy lives, because both of them are very, very busy. As a matter of fact, listen to this. I booked them for this podcast. And they were so busy, they couldn't make it home. So they pulled off to the side of the road. And right now they're in the side of the road, sitting in their cars. <laughs> dedication. Just absolutely. The dedication for... is real. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Praise God. So we appreciate so, though. We amen. would do anything for the Rickies. This is how much oh, we love you guys. Oh, so wow. much we love you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's some cash, so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so listen. <laughs> so Terrence and, and Anita, just tell us a little bit about y- yourselves, just so that everyone could, you know, find out a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, babe, uh, did you want to go first? So I can start it off. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. Well, uh, as uh, Glenn had mentioned, I'm a uh, Terrence. Um, I am born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. So I am a Southern boy um, uh, at heart. So for those who are not from the U.S., that is in the U.S., um, the Southern part of the United States of America. <laughs> um, I 
actually uh, came to know Jesus at a young age. I want to say I was about seven or eight years old when I knew exactly what I was doing, making that choice, that decision of receiving Jesus Christ into my heart and into my life. And that will be the start of my up and down journey, I would say, growing in my faith all during that time. Um, my uh my entire family actually uh, knows Jesus as well, too. So I was brought up in a Christian uh, household. My dad was actually the deacon of my church at my hometown church growing up. My mom was the deaconess. Uh, my mom was also in the worship team in the choir um, as well. So there were a lot of, uh, you know, Sunday school lessons that uh, I was dragged to most of the time um, by my dad early Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., sometimes 7 a.m., um, but uh, honestly, I, I look back on that now, and I just, just thank God for just how uh, he, he even used my parents during that time to really establish a strong foundation and just knowing God's word and just knowing more of who Jesus is, and uh, I can share a whole lot more, but I'll just end it there for now in case there's any more questions that I can answer in the meantime, so yeah. Yeah, so... My name is Anita. Um, I am. I was born in Peru. My family moved to the United States when I was seven years old. Um, I lived in Virginia for about, I say, ten years, and then the Lord called me here to Florida. Overall, I didn't. Unlike Terrence, I did not grow up in a Christian home. I came to know Jesus around the age of. 11 or 12 and but my relationship with the Lord was kind of on and off until maybe I'll say 2018 when the Lord called me here to Florida and I will say that ever since then I've never looked back but I'm grateful that even though I was not um born in a Christian home the Lord was uh gracious enough to still call me and allow me to um, come to him and, and you know, just overall um, being patient with me and merciful. Um, but thank God I also made the decision to, to follow him. So yeah, that'll be a little, a little bit about me. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's wonderful. I wanted to ask you, uh, because I know the, uh, a little bit about your background, both of you were not living in Florida, and at certain times the Lord spoke to each one of you individually, one from one uh, location, another from another location, to uh, give you guidance to tell you to come to Florida. Could you share uh, with us um, how that happened, and how did you know it was the Lord talking to you to make a decision to change location and come to live in Florida? Ah, man, that is a fantastic question <laughs> you asked, Glenn. Um, oh, man, uh, this is something that will honestly for, forever be a, a marker and a milestone um, in my personal faith journey. Um, so how that came about. So when I was back in, in college, um, I want to say about my junior year was uh, when I had ultimately came to a point of frustration in my faith walk. Um, I 
I was very lukewarm up until that point. Um, I didn't really make that final choice to say, God, I'm fully going to live for you. And I'm completely sold out to want to please you, to want to showcase righteousness through my own personal lifestyle. I was still dealing with my desires of Jesus and my desires of the world during that time. And my junior year and in college, um, I was driven to a point to where I said, okay, I'm going to go basically on just a intense fast and uh i did not tell anybody about this um i didn't even tell a, a doctor about this at all but i chose to go on a 40-day fast um as extreme as this may sound and it was liquid only and i had a prayer list that i wrote out basically where i was saying god these are my prayer requests that i'm looking to get detailed unique answers on for you to showcase how real and how true you are to me so that I can, from this moment forward, know that you're real in my life and, and, and seriously choose to live for you in that moment. And that was ultimately where I actually had my personal authentic encounter with Jesus when he showed up during that season of my life in college, when I knew that he made himself real, um, to me there's a lot of details that goes into that but all i can say is that i was one way and then during that process there was a complete internal transformation on the inside of me to get rid of all desires that i still had attached to the world during that time and say okay i only want to be satisfied by jesus and from that moment forward that began the start of honestly the holy spirit guiding me and just showing me what um, pathway he wanted me to go post-college, in my job, and beyond. And just fast forward from that point, after I graduated college, I had my first job. So I was in Atlanta, Georgia for school, and I came back to Alabama for my first job. And I was at a point to where I was serving at my local church. I was actually on the worship team as a drummer <laughs> during that time. But in my heart, I still knew that there was more um, to come in my faith walk. And honestly, I was at a point to where I was really complacent. Um, I still had a hunger. I still had just a greater um, desire to want to know God more in a true, just personal uh, uh, way. And he began to give me a series of, of dreams about Florida, about like just huge floods of water. And, and, and during that time, I was like, God, I don't know like what this means. But ultimately, um, I had knew of um, our um, um, current pastor right now, um, William McDowell, and I knew him as a, a music artist actually during that time. Never knew that he was actually a pastor of a church. And I found out during that time when I was just doing the research that he had a church in Orlando, Florida. And so I was like, okay, God, there's something that could be, you know, a possible connection here. And so ultimately um, I heard about his church and I would go on Facebook. I would hear the podcast from the sermons that was happening down there and something on the inside really just stirred up hunger to say, I don't know what it is about this church and just what all is happening here, but I truly sense as if, Lord, your presence is there. And there's something there that, that you want me to obtain and to get 
to basically be the answer to that more that I was seeking after. Um, but I couldn't fully um, articulate during the time what that more was. And so ultimately, it got to a point to where I actually went down um, to the conference that was happening um, back in 2017. And I said, Lord, give me the confirmation. If this is where you want me to move, if this is where you want me to go, I need you to make it plain and just make it clear to me. And so after I went to that conference, I mean, it was a series of sermons and just the the in, in, entire atmosphere from worship to just the people that were down there that shared the same hunger for the, the presence of God. And I said, Lord, I feel like I have found my people. I feel like I found a people that honestly just get what, what, what I have been longing for all this time to want to grow more in my, my um, faithful personally during that time. And I just recall coming back to, to Alabama and I said, you know what, God, I'm going to apply for just a simple job to Orlando and just see what happens. And ultimately, I went out for the interview not even three days later, I found out that I had an offer back <laughs> from, for my job. And so what I didn't know is all of the benefits that came with that job, they actually offered to cover every moving expense for me, completely paid wow, off in full. Wow. And, so, and, and, and so honestly, it was to the point to where God just said, you have no excuse not to move down here. Just to show you that this is the confirmation that I have for you to come down to Florida. So me during that time, I was still just trying to just process it all. And I'm just like, Lord, like, honestly, at this point, if I say no, it will ultimately me just being disobedient to where you're drawing me to, because I literally have no excuse. And mind you, I didn't have any family. I didn't have any friends at Florida at all. There was no reason for me to come down there at all, except for the very fact that I knew that there was more that God had for me. And I was hungry for that. And I was willing to go wherever the Holy Spirit was guiding me to go. And that place was down here to Florida to be a part of the church body that I'm uh, currently attached to right now. And um, there was a lot, honestly, that was just, you know, in the midst of that uh, journey. But but that was the marking moment where I knew um, God had made a way. And he said, if you want that more, this is what I have for you. And the rest is, is history um, yeah. in regards to just how I have matured so much further in my faith walk after making that big faith step of my entire life of coming down to Florida to be a part of my current church body. So, so yeah. Amen. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. So many things in there. Uh yeah, I we, have could, like a million we could questions. talk for about an hour <laughs> just on that one. That 40 day fast sounds intimidating to me. I remember I did a, a seven day fast, water only. Woo, that's when I was much younger. I can't do that now, but 40 days. <laughs> that's uh wow, that's uh really that's wonderful. So you did that, you got the direction, you got dreams. And you asked for confirmation and you got confirmation that Florida was where you're supposed to be. Wow. Well, I'm go I want to turn it over to uh, Anita, because if I start asking you questions now, uh, Anita may not get a chance to talk. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we hear uh, how how did the Lord direct you, Anita? Yeah, so mine is it's crazy because like mine is so similar to to Terrence. So I'm not 
going to add too much, but um, very similar. I was in Virginia and I had my career. I had my whole family. I mean, I had everything there, um, even um, a previous relationship and everything. So there was no reason for me to leave Virginia, which was in a sense, now I see it as my comfort zone. But there was a moment where I realized that I wasn't, I wasn't fulfilled. I, I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel full. I felt like something was missing and I just couldn't pinpoint it. And I knew that I wanted to get closer to God. I knew I was close to God, but I just felt like there was more to that. And I remember one of my friends mentioning about habitation conference and, and then I started following, um, the church. And I remember at that time they would have like very many clips on the stories on Instagrams. And when I would see those clips of people, literally the Lord <coughs> is pouring onto them and people weeping and people just really receiving in the atmosphere. I remember my heart would start racing and that's when I knew I was like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be one of those people that is completely sold out to God. And I couldn't, I tried so hard to find different churches. I tried so hard to find different groups and just even within myself, um, but there was just something. And, and and then I remember seeing those clips and then I said, you know what? I'm just going to go over there and check it out and see what it is. And I knew at that moment, kind of like what Terrence mentioned, I knew at that moment that that was, that was exactly what I've been looking for. Um, and the Lord completely wrecked me. And that's when I knew that I had to move. And I couldn't deny it. Same thing as Terrence. Um, the Lord provided everything. I mean, I applied one day. That same week, I'm getting a response. Um, and everything just happened so fast. And I just literally told my family a month before <laughs> and I'm like all right guys I'm leaving and I don't have family here I didn't have friends so I mean funny. literally by myself a 24 year old um girl came just moved uh woman just moved here and you know I was a little scared um but it didn't stop me it didn't stop me from what the Lord was calling me and I heard him so clearly I I remember my my um I couldn't stop thinking about it when I would pray about it my heart will just intensify seeing those clips it was just special it was definitely the Lord just tugging into my heart and saying hey this is this is where I want you to go now this is this is this is the place where you will grow and you'll see a lot of things that will come to pass um that I know you you're deeply desiring and this is where I want to take you deeper in intimacy with me so I knew I had to be obedient it wasn't the most comfortable thing to do um but I did it and and I'm oh my god I'm so happy that I I was obedient to that because it was it was a decision for sure that something that um we both had to do you know in some mm -hmm. point it, it was literally the Lord can put everything in front of you, but ultimately it's your decision whether you say yes to him or not. Yeah, that's good. 
Amen. Wow, that's that truly is amazing. Did you have a question to ask, Ajamu? I got lots. To be honest, we might have to have you guys back because <laughs> I've got I've got so many questions. But I just wanted to. I think in the in the interest of time, I think the question that um, I will ask or lead with is: both of you guys had prayer lives as individuals, um, and it sounds like both of you guys had prayer lives. Um, sorry, had a relationship with Christ all of your own. How did you guys integrate your prayer life uh, into your relationship or your marriage as a couple? That's a good question. Um, so, honestly, I would, I would say, so, even going back to how God drew me and Anita together as a married couple was was just completely amazing like and just beautiful how God just like led us both together and I mean there's so much detail that I can go in, into that but I would say during our time of while we were here in Florida and while we were single our only focus was on Jesus and yeah. just letting him do an internal work on the inside of us not even thinking about you know who's my future possible spouse you know out there like we just say lord i give it to you i trust you in the process for what you had and so we cultivated honestly just that 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 prayer life you know individually to to make sure that that was something that was foundational in our lives separately and then ultimately god used that in order to draw us together and lead us together to the point to where as we talk, as we had those serious, you know, conversations from even, you know, being official in a relationship to being engaged, to ha having pre-marriage counseling, and even to the point now to where we're actually married, we just knew that prayer is, is something that would be foundational moving forward as a married couple to make sure that we cultivate that. And we, we make a, a choice daily to make sure that we choose each other and that we pray for each other and that any choice, any decision that would um, require um, us moving forward or that would, you know, change our, our schedule or just our rhythm, we always are intentional to make sure that we are prayerful about it because we don't want to make a, 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 a decision as a couple if it's not backed by prayer um so we recognize how how important that truly is and uh we we even check each other sometimes you know where it's like you know if we you know have a choice that we're making you know and we say hey you know did we pray about it hey like let's make sure that it's, it's not you know something that's our own personal you know desire or even of our flesh but we want to make sure that you know everything that we pray, it is truly in alignment for why God brought us both down here to Florida and just for what's to come even moving forward. So we just know that, you know, us as a, a, a married couple is something that was not our doing. It was truly God's doing. And so, and so seeing the weight of that and just the burden of that, we know ultimately that if God brought us together, he has to keep us together. But even, mm, that's even good. But, but, but even more importantly, he has to lead us together. And so mm. um, as we made that covenant, you know, um, with each other, we know ultimately that the covenant is with each other and with God, um, most importantly. So prayer is a huge integral part of us yeah. being married for sure. Yeah. 
as you That's go amazing. forward. Yeah. How much how much time did the did the two of you uh, spend praying together? Ah. So to together like daily? Like yeah, it kind of or, varies. I, I don't, we don't have like a, an exact, like every day we're going to pray for an hour together or something like that. It yeah. literally, um, I want to say that for prayer, like is throughout the day is uh, as many times as we need it to be. So for example, like we'll get, um, we'll get the, we'll get the phone calls or of our friends and they're like, Hey, we need, like, can you guys please pray for us? At that moment, we stop everything, and then that's our prayer time, you know? So we don't have, like, an exact time together. Um, but when those moments happen or when we're just led completely where we could be having dinner, we're like, listen, it's time to pray, and, and that's the time where we're praying together. Um, but I'll say, yeah, daily for sure. But we don't have, like, a structure time per se. Right. Yeah. Cool. yeah, like together, that's, that's, together. Right, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, very interesting. A lot of times, uh, couples, you know, they uh, set aside times that they're gonna pray, like in the morning or in the evening. But I like what you guys do. It's not a set time. Whenever uh, you have the unction to pray, or whenever there's a need to pray, uh, then you get together and pray. And I think that's very important for people to understand because every family and every life is different. So we don't structure our life based on what somebody else is doing. You structure it based on uh, what works for you. And we've seen um, how you guys do it. And it works very well for you, uh, both of you in your lives. Do you ever have a time? And I'm just throwing something out here. <laughs> do you ever have a time? <laughs> do you ever have a time when you're praying together and uh, Terrence hears one thing and Anita hears another thing? Anita wants to go in one direction and Terrence wants to go in uh, another <laughs> direction. Does that ever happen? And if it has, how did you resolve it? I love that question. I'm, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm really trying to trying to think. Uh, have we ever came out with disagreements out of coming out of prayer? Um, hmm. We honestly can't 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 even pinpoint. I mean, there's been times where where you know the the you know fleshly things may try to creep up sometimes where it's like, okay, we know the right thing to do, but it's like, uh, you know, do we feel like doing it? It's like, uh you know, do we see, you know, the, I guess the time, time, you know, urgency of it. So I think it's more so of like, like we may try to find excuses to not do what we know the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. And then we ultimately just have that, that heart to heart conversation where we say, listen, you know, I know that, you know, feelings and the emotions may try to tie into us, you know, agreeing and then being on the same page, but we ultimately just have to just, you know, choose to, you know, submit to to, to, each, to each other and to God and just say, listen, we know what we need to do. It can be a, a sacrifice either on me or her or even both of us, but we just want to just do ultimately what pleases God, um, you know, in that moment. So 
yeah, I can't really pinpoint any times where it was just a hardcore disagreement, but but we want to make sure that that we don't make choices, whether together or individually, yeah. that's based off of just, you know, feelings in that moment, but make sure that we just, you know, just submit everything that we're feeling to what God ultimately wants and desires. Wow, that's great. That's, that's a good awesome. answer. Go ahead, Ajamu. Yeah, so I just wanted to ask, I know both of you kind of mentioned, you have similar stories you said, and from um, from when you guys were single to the time that you guys left and got to Florida and the time that you guys uh, connected and got married. My question for you guys is, um, especially because this is something that I'm going to be going through as well as my green card gets processed and I look to moving to Florida, um, mm. the pressure of um, leaving a place where I've grown up my whole life, built connections, um, family, friends, uh, a place that's responsible for, responsible for me, who I am, right, as an individual, um, to leave that comfort zone, um, both physically and spiritually. Um, what what was that like for you guys? Did you guys need to find um, courage to do that? Or was it something that you guys were like, you know what, I know that this is what God has told me in the place of prayer. Um, so you stood on that on the confidence of what God spoke, spoke to you, or was it a situation where, sorry, excuse me, you said, I'm going to do it afraid. Yeah. So, um, for me, it was a little bit of everything. So I, when I heard the Lord speak to me, I knew that it was him. So I had that confidence that, it was going to work out because he spoke. And even though there was a, there's a combination of being scared because obviously it's a new place um, and you just don't know what to expect. How is it going to even look like? But he gave me such confidence um, that it was, it was surpassing. And I wasn't, even though, I did have uh, a little bit of fear. I wasn't overwhelmed by it to where I didn't proceed. So I still, though I was having those feelings and I had no idea what would happen next. At that moment, I was so desperate that I honestly was like, I know he spoke. I know it's scary but I still have to go. I would never forgive myself if I would have been disobedient to that or if I would have never made that decision. I couldn't live with the thought of what if. And that honestly um, just completely facilitated for me to just come here and um, whether I was scared or not, um, that completely facilitated everything for me. Right. I, I want to ask a, a question. How did you know it was God? Because you you mentioned a couple of times, you said you knew it was him. How did you know? How were you convinced that it was him? Gotcha. So, uh, like, so for me, the way I knew, even though at that time, believe me, like my prayer life was not the best. <laughs> um, I knew there was, I knew there was more, but the moment, like I, I shared the Instagram stories. It was like such a longing to be in a place like that. 
And it was almost like something woke up in me and knew that um, being in a place of people who were also as desperate as me and seeing those moments, I could feel the Lord all over it. And again, like I said, I, at that time, like this was 2018, like before I moved here to Florida, I did not, I, I didn't know much about prayer and what it really meant, but with the little faith that I had left, um, I knew within me that at that moment, when I would see those clips, I knew that the Lord was calling me. It was like a tug that I couldn't explain, but I knew that I, I knew I couldn't let go and I couldn't stop thinking about it. That was, that was for me, my experience. Right. I, I think you, you mentioned a couple of great things there. You say you knew that your prayer life wasn't the best and you, but the little faith that you had, you used that faith to move forward. And uh, I think that is so important for all of us because a lot of us uh, uh, are waiting for this big faith in order to move forward or, or, or the best prayer life in order to get things done or hear mm -hmm. God. You just move with the, with the faith that you have and God takes that and guides you. I often use the analogy of a car that is, uh, that is parked. You cannot, you cannot uh, steer a car that's parked. But if you move mm -hmm. that car, even at five miles an hour, you can steer that thing with your little finger. You just move it here and there and you can steer it. So God is just waiting for us to move. Doesn't matter how fast, how fast we're going. Doesn't matter how much faith we have. He just wants us to uh, just make a decision and move. Uh, if we are wrong, he's going to adjust it. And I thought, I think that is so important that you mentioned that, Anita, that, that, that is great. Now, I know we are coming to the end of our time together. But, so I wanted to ask you, because I know that you have some great, testimonies so i'm going to ask you to tell us about a time when you prayed prayed and god answered your prayer oh my gosh it's been it's honestly it's been so many that <laughs> <laughs> and they're all great yeah uh, we'll i know two hours. <laughs> <laughs> i pick the best one i know i know that one. you're Yes, yeah. I know that you're anxious. You had a couple that you wanted to share. That's why I, I gave of that course. general question. Of course. Um, and I'll, 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 yes, so really quickly, um, I mean, we've seen so much to not believe in prayer and the power of prayer in our lives that we're grateful that we're even allowed to even have these testimonies. It's such an honor, honestly, yeah. such an honor that the Lord has even trusted us to even have this. Um, so I'm very humbled by it. But so uh, one of them is being just recently that happened to answer prayers. We went to um, my country, Peru, and we found out about my uncle who um, was having clotting issues and he started bleeding from everywhere from his body. And when he went to the hospital, they had told my family that he had, um, he had a stroke 
because of everything that was going on. So he had a stroke and he was really, really, really bad to the point where they told my family, hey, um, you guys should start looking for funerals or you guys should start preparing because he does not look good. And he's uh, he's around his 70s. So there was a couple of risk factors that he was already carrying. So uh, my cousin and uncle were telling us that while we were about to leave Peru and Terrence felt very, um, obviously we felt very compelled with that. And we were like, all right, well, we know what to do. So Terrence started praying for, for the situation. Um, we asked our cousin, um, do you believe in miracles? We've seen too much for us to not be able to pray right now and say that, your dad can get healed. So um, I was translating um, to Spanish and everything going back and forth. And then we came back. Literally two days later, they call us and um, we were believing and standing firm that that could be the case. Um, But also we understood the severity of things. So this man, uh, my uncle, he wasn't able to move. He didn't open his eyes. Like he was in coma. So two days later, they call us and they tell us that he woke up, that um, he stopped bleeding. Um, and then a day later, um, so we praise God for that, obviously. Yeah. We're, that's, we're like, hey, that's already, that's yeah. already so yeah. good. Everything right. that people told us, that the doctors were saying, um, he couldn't get better. So then after that, um, the next day, they mentioned that he actually did not have any strokes, that they didn't see any strokes. Um, so the nurse surgeon uh, said something else that was completely different than what we were expecting. And I can tell you right now that my uncle is up and going. And by the grace of God, he was completely healed in Jesus' name. Wow. Amen. So that, that was truly amazing. Yes, Yes, that was amazing. And my entire family were shocked. My cousin, my uncle, they were all like, listen, we were ready, ready with funeral homes because we knew, yeah. um, number one, the the hospitals over there, obviously, is not as best as here. Um, the care, everything was just against this man's life. Um, but they knew that we had prayed and they knew um, some of them are not believers. So um, this was, uh, we were praying that this would be something that will steer their hearts, will steer their faith and that they will be able to come forth and, and, and believe in the Lord. And that's exactly what happened. So um, the Lord was so good for us to even just being a part of that and just witness that. Um, Do you want me to share the second one real quick? Absolutely. Okay. Sure, the more the better. <laughs> the, second one, the second one, again, it was when yeah. we went to Peru. So many things happened. Um, we had already left, and that week we were going to have what is called Deeper Bill Night, um, where all the volunteers at our church got together. Okay. It was at the end of it, and my sister started calling me. So I answered the phone, and I said, "How? what's going on? And she mentioned... Uh, one of our nieces had just got ran over by a car. And of course, I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? So I said, listen, I'm actually at church right now. I'm going to ask my pastor to see if we can pray together and stand firm and believe that the Lord will come through. We've seen it once. We'll see it again. And 
I didn't know that her pastor was going to um, announce it to everybody that was there. And he did. And it was one of the most amazing moments that we've ever experienced where everybody literally started praying for this 12 year old little girl that just got ran over and my sister happened to literally be there where she was holding her and there was blood all over the street because that's how bad it was so everything was against her um so we prayed we were believing that night she calls me and tells me that things got worse and that they don't think she's gonna make it and if she wouldn't make it out of it um she would have a lot of brain deficits so they didn't know how bad it would end up um the next day um praise god we got different news um she started getting better they did a ct scan of the brain they didn't find any fractures anything no concussion the only thing they found was inflammation in her brain praise god and now i can tell you two three days later uh she started recovering and then the next thing we decided to pray about was for her to not have any deficits well in jesus name she got discharged and she is the same 12 year old little girl um so we praise god for that as well that we were able to once yeah. again just experience that and 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 we know for a fact even even before this happened we knew that prayer was what changed the outcomes of these two individuals and we were literally witnesses of that absolutely wow i, I just want to add something as well that uh, anita didn't mention this but anita is a nurse highly qualified so all of the uh, uh diagnosis that uh that she gave you, she knew the seriousness of them yes. and uh, what would normally be the outcome if it wasn't for prayer. So I just wanted to uh, to put that in there. Ajamu, yeah. any last question? No more <laughs> questions after this one. I have a questions. Questions. Well, before before I ask the question, I just wanna I just wanna just joking. Uh, I just wanna say thank you guys um for for first of all for coming on the show. Um, but for for being so transparent and being a um, a modern day example of what God can do in young and young people like yourselves when we do commit ourselves to prayer, because there's so much of us that have lost our way as young people. So much of us get distracted and focus on the wrong things, whether it's chasing money, trying to afford a home or um, getting lost in social media or, you know, drugs or whatever. But you guys have committed yourself to putting God first. Um, and and yeah. it's amazing to see. And I mean, the, the testimonies that you guys are giving us are, are examples of what happens when somebody decides to commit to prayer. And like you guys said, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together, all the answers. Um, Anita, I know you mentioned that you were moving on faith, um, what little faith you had. And um, I just want you guys listening out there to, to really take those things to heart, because a lot of the times we think that these testimonies and stories can only happen for Pastor William or um, you know, the, the the people that we see as spiritually, quote unquote, strong. Uh, and then we kind of view ourselves as just ordinary people where those things could never happen. But um, you guys have um, dedicated uh, yourselves to putting Christ in your life in such a real way that you guys are seeing real results. And I just wanted to take a second and honor you guys for doing that. 
Um, the last mm -hmm. question that I had, and of, of course, because the interest of time, hopefully we can get you guys back another day. Yes, <laughs> and yes. Chat some more. Yeah, not in you. the park, not in a parking lot this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to put them up somewhere fancy with my oh, so <laughs> <laughs> Um, but um the cultural differences when when it comes to prayer, is there is there was there anything like that? I know culturally um there could be differences. Um and I know you guys had different backgrounds in terms of growing up. Uh, in, in your homes, I know, um, um, Terrence, you had a, a group in the church, and I know there's a certain pressure that comes along with that, especially when your parents are heavily involved in church. Mm -hmm. um, so did you guys have any cultural differences that you had to kind of overcome when you became um, a married couple? As it relates to prayer, not necessarily culturally like food and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got some of those too. <laughs> right, right. But, but no, I mean, I mean, I would, I would say when it comes to prayer, I would say the fact that that we both came to the same church really helped us honestly be more synchronized in the place of prayer. I mean, I can I can honestly say that that there wasn't really much of you know any struggle at all when it comes to you know okay you know she prays this way I pray that way. I mean, we just we just both just knew that hey look you know prayer life is something that is constantly being, you know, cultivated, you know, as any son or, or, or daughter of God. And, you know, it's not something, you know, that always has to be, you know, you know, structured or scripted, but it is just mm -hmm. the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. you know we, we, we respect each other's personal relationship with God as a married couple in regards to how we That's pray good. individually. And we actually, mm -hmm support each other in regards to how we pray and that's something that honestly i can say has been so just just beautiful in this process of being married to anita that we have actually learned from each other in the place of prayer in regards to how we pray to god to really see just like the different facets of who our god is as not just god but as our, our heavenly father and just how mm -hmm unique and just so so loving he is and how he just hears everything so that's something that i'm i'm definitely grateful for um for sure i think for me like so actually now that i was thinking more about the uh, the question um in different styles like i always thought before right i always thought that i needed to say all these proper things um Ooh. that the lord would hear me better somehow <laughs> i was like if yeah. i say this word he's gonna be so impressed and i'm just going to be, i'm gonna be amazing we're gonna be good i'm gonna make it to heaven um but i think what was so beautiful was the fact that um Terrence is, you know, he's more, um, I always tell him because I'm bilingual, I go back and forth with Spanish. So I'm like, I don't know which words to use, but um, he's more, I guess, intellectual in that area. And, and for me, like, I would talk to God literally like a friend, like I would just have a full on conversation and just be, have such like, such an amazing just relationship and just and 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 it was a little different from now hearing Terrence how his prayer life is and then how I talk to God sometimes and I'm like all right we have some differences there but the beautiful thing about it is that um the Lord still 
he he still hears he's us ears, yeah. regardless mm. of how yeah. Terrence and how um intellectual he sounds you know and then i'm there like just <laughs> right but um, i'm there literally like weeping sometimes and and or sometimes i'm like so happy and i'm like lord thank you or sometimes i'm just like oh man lord i just can't i just can't do it today or something like that but um mm-hmm. i think that's the beauty of it and i i love how um Terrence is so understanding of that too and it's not like demeaning or 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 any other way so respectful mm-hmm. because he understands that we we both have our different relationships with the Lord and um I, it's a beautiful thing to see how everybody sees uh their father in in such a way and their relationship is just different because you know everybody Mm. is just so different uh the way terrence may may um interact with the lord is definitely different sometimes of how i interact with him um but it's still so beautiful because he can if he can hear our cries right our tears he Mm -hmm. understands our tears um i'm sure he can understand when i'm just having a normal conversation so yeah. yeah, that's good. And to add to that, to add to that, when I was in Bible college, um, in Australia, I went to Hillsong in uh, in Australia for two years. Wow! And um, there was um, we would practice. We would have these exercises where we would um, prophesy or speak into someone's life. And there was a girl from Asia, and I can't remember where she was from specifically, mm-hmm. but her English was her second language. And when she would prophesy, she only had a very limited number of words to use or choose from. Wow. And many times, the three or four words that she used would pierce you deeper than the person who was who would speak eloquently. Yeah. So so for those of you out there who, who worry about, because I, I know there's a lot of people who have that concern. They hear somebody pray and they use all these words and it flows nicely and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, and it sounds a certain way. Um, don't worry just just like like Anita said speak to God the way that you know how to speak to God mm-hmm. um, and he'll hear you and he'll take those words and he'll use those words um, in, in whatever situation or whatever person you're praying for um, and he will give it power so I would encourage those out there listening that um, you don't have to worry just pray like we've been saying from the beginning of the podcast just start just pray just just ask God to help you and you'll grow like anything else right so thank you guys for that thank you for sharing yeah, yeah. of course yes uh... Thank you both. Thank you both. So we let you go so you can go home and get something to eat. Yes. <laughs> really no, appreciate we're good. We're good. <laughs> Really appreciate you taking the time to stop and uh, be with us here. There are so many, mm-hmm. so many things I, I really want to talk to you uh, both about. So we'll have to mm-hmm. invite you back. We didn't talk about uh, career. We didn't talk about your uh, work in the church and all of those wonderful mm-hmm. things. We didn't talk about your planning for the future. How do you plan and your visions for your life? Yeah. All of those things I think would be great if you could share uh, like you share today. And uh, as you share those nuggets uh, uh, really are exposed that will be helpful to all of the people that listen to the to the podcast so we're so thankful mm-hmm. and uh i'm gonna ask a jamu if you could pray uh for uh terence and uh, and anita before we close of course so father god we thank you lord god for um for bringing them onto this podcast lord we pray lord jesus that you will just 
Continue to bless them and strengthen them, oh God. Continue to um, uh, support them in the way that only you can, Lord. Continue to shape and cultivate their prayer life um, and, and have relationship with them and make yourself real to them, God. We ask, oh God, a special blessing on them for taking the time um, to speak with us and everybody out there, Lord God, even being so um, kind as to uh, respect our time and just and, and call us from the car, Lord God. They didn't have to do that. We just we and we just thank you for them, God. We honor them right now, Lord, and we ask that you just continue to help them. Um, may there be advancements in their prayer life, in their career, in their relationship, and love for one another. Father God, may you give them the desires of their heart, Lord God, according to your will and purpose. And Father God, and may you continue to just be their strength, Lord God. Keep them safe in everything they do and everywhere they go, Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just thank you for them, Lord God. And I ask that you just continue, Lord God, to hold them close to you, Lord, and camp your angels around them as they come and as they go. Keep them safe, oh, Father God, especially um, Anita as a nurse, oh, Father God, who's exposed to COVID and monkeypox. Lord, we pray that none of those things will um, come nigh her dwelling, oh, God. None of them will, will touch her body, oh, God. Then none of those things will be brought home to affect her husband, oh, God. We thank you for them, Lord. May they continue to be an example. Lord, may you bring people their way. Um, Father God, that you can speak life, that they can speak life into other people's lives and into young couples. Father God, give them ministry, give them ideas, create creative ideas to touch the the masses out there. God, to hear their story, uh, people that they can relate to, both in the Spanish community and in and in the American community, both down south and everywhere else. Lord God, that will that you make them visible. Lord God, that people can see that there is a God that is still alive and well. Father God, and that you can use them, oh God, in your mighty and uh, in your mighty way that only you can. And we thank you, Lord God, for them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Praise amen. God. Early mornings and late, late nights. nights. <laughs> How to pray effectively. See you all next time. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, subscribe to our email list. Tell your friends about our podcast. Spread the word about early mornings, late nights. See you all next time. Until then, may God bless you and keep you. And may the Spirit of God give you peace. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God bless you all. See you next time.